0: Netflix collapses on a disastrous quarter, J&J delivers mixed results, Halliburton beats expectations, we cover the biggest analyst calls of the day, a key Fed member gave his insights on rates today, and Lockheed Martin, well, they delivered some interesting quarterly numbers. We're going to dig into it, all here on the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I chose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800000 Hong on Congo. you I am. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is going on? My name is Luke Dene and welcome to the Running With The Money Briefing powered by On The Table. We are back in my oh my, the markets were soaring today until we got to after hours. We're going to get into that here in a minute, but going into the close on this fine Tuesday afternoon, we saw the Dow Jones finishing up 499 points, NASDAQ up 287 and the S&P 500 up 70. So pretty darn solid going in the close. Index-wise, group by group, sector by sector, we saw consumer, fiscal, real estate, and technology. Those three sectors leading the way. Top three sectors on the day. The only sector in the red today was energy down 0.62% on the back of oil and a few other major energy sources moving to the downside, but still, On a one-week relative performance basis, energy is still the number one sector, up 3.3%. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, we have to cover the headline that actually dropped right after the close, and this is Netflix earnings. So, there's a lot to cover here, and we're going to dig into it as of right now. So, Netflix delivering Quarterly EPS of $3.53 per share. Now, that did beat the expectation of $2.89 per share, so that was solid. But you take a look, and it was down year-over-year year from $3.75 in Q1 of 2021. You also look at revenues. Revenues coming in at seven point seven eight. Billion dollars. Now that is down when put in perspective to the expectation of $7.93 billion. But as we all know, the most important number when it comes to Netflix is those global paid net subscriber additions. And well, it's safe to say that number wasn't positive in Q1 of 2022. In fact, they delivered a loss of 200,000 global paid net subscribers in Q1 of 2022. Now, the estimate was an addition of 2.73 million ads. So, they missed mega. I mean, to put this in perspective, they missed by millions. They missed by over 2 million when it comes to this global paid net subscriber additions, and they missed to the downside. Now, not only that, but you take a look at guidance, and it gets worse. So, looking ahead, they are also expecting to lose 2 million global streaming paid members here in Q2 of 2022. So they expect to lose even more paid subscribers over the course of the next quarter. So this is not good stuff here. Now, there was a highlight of positivity, and that's important to note that you take a look and they were still up when it came to subs year over year. In fact, their subs were up 6.7% year over year, but a mega decline, 200,000. Now, they did take a hit from Russia. In fact, due to the suspension of activity in Russia, Netflix noted that they lost 700,000 subscribers, which if that wasn't present and that did not occur, what you would have seen is actually a net addition of 500,000. So you're seeing some numbers here in part due to issues pertaining to Ukraine and Russia, but mostly still, they would have had a massive miss there. Their number would have been 500,000 in comparison to the expectation of 2.73 million ads. So they missed big time when it comes to those global paid net subscribers and additions. So nothing good really coming out of Netflix in so far. In fact, we continue to dig into these numbers. And net income was down year over year, coming in at $1.597 billion in comparison to the same time last year level of $1.707 billion. Operating income coming in at $1.97 billion in comparison to $1.96 billion. That was a positive number there. Operating margin falling to 25.1% from 27.4% last year. Free cash flow was better than last year at $802 million in comparison to $692 million. So overall, the headline numbers, not good at a Netflix. Guidance, definitely not positive out of Netflix. And that's why you're seeing the stock get absolutely slaughtered here in the after hours. In fact, it's down as we speak. This stock just months ago was at $700 per share. It's currently sitting at 258 and it's approaching that COVID-19 low. So these are numbers that we have not seen in a very long time out of Netflix and the numbers not only on a financial basis, but also on a subscriber basis are not good year over year and quarter over quarter. So this is all going to be something to pay attention to. Many people were betting on this company actually delivering a more solid quarter than the previous, but they did just the opposite and they delivered a disastrous quarter. Um, so definitely a name to pay attention to, but those were the numbers. Now, shifting into j j they delivered mixed results today. They delivered an adjusted EPS of $2.67 per share, which beat the expectation of $2.58 per share. Net income fell roughly 17% over the first quarter of 2021. So net income totaling 515 Billion dollars for the quarter. Also, revenue coming in at $23.4 billion, which beat the expectation of $23.6 billion. Now, digging into revenues. J&J. They sold $457 million in their COVID-19 vaccine globally. They reported $12.87 billion in pharmaceutical sales. That was up 6.3% year over year. And within their medical devices business, that expanded by 5.9% year over year, delivering revenues of $6.97 billion in comparison to the first quarter of last year. Now, looking ahead, they actually lowered guidance here. So, Now they are forecasting 2022 sales of $94.8 billion to $95.8 billion, which brings that number roughly $1 billion lower than the previous guidance offered in January. Also, it's important to note that they also lowered their full year adjusted earnings per share by 25 cents. Now to a range of $10 and 15 cents to $10 and 37 cents per share. Now, The CFO, Joe Wolk, he was noting that input costs were elevated. He cited the economic headwinds of higher input costs, Rising labor cost, energy cost, transportation prices. He basically relayed all of that and said, Not only are many other companies facing these headwinds, but we are as well. And therefore, some of our financials and earnings are being affected by those higher input costs. So that was an important note on JJ. Overall, solid numbers, but not. Phenomenal. Now shifting into Halliburton, they delivered earnings as well today. They delivered a quarterly earnings per share of 35 cents. That was in line with estimates, but it was also much better than the 19 cents per share from a year ago's quarter. Also, it's important to note Q1 net income climbed to 263 million dollars from 170 million dollars same time last year. They posted revenues of 4.28 billion dollars for the quarter ended March 2022, which was better than the $3.45 billion same time last year. You also dig into these numbers here and you see that Q1 completion and production. Reduction revenues rose 26% year over year to $2.35 billion. Drilling and evaluation revenues, those increased 22% year over year to $1.93 billion. Now, shifting in by region here, North America revenues up 37% year over year to $1.93 billion. The Middle East and Asia revenues coming in up 17% year-over-year to $1.03 billion. Latin American revenues up 22% year-over-year, coming in at $653 million. In Europe, Africa, and CIS revenues up 7% year-over-year to $677 million. So some pretty solid numbers coming out of Halliburton. Now, it's important to note that they did record a $22 million pre-tax charge due to write-downs of assets due to Ukraine and Russian invasion. So, a lot going on there in relation to Ukraine and Russia, but despite that, delivering solid numbers. And we actually got commentary from CEO Jeff Miller. He went on to say, quote, First quarter revenue growth in all our international regions together with North America demonstrates that this multi-year upcycle is well underway safe to say he's pretty confident in the outlook for Halliburton, Halliburton delivering some solid quarterly numbers. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Troost upgrading Lululemon to buy from hold. They go on to say, quote, we are upgrading Lululemon to buy from hold and raising our price target to $495 from $390. Valuation has moderated since our launch, and we expect a robust new five-year financial outlook at the April 20th analyst day. Yes, guys credit Seuss reiterating Tesla as outperformed. The firm went on to say, quote, we raise our TP to $1,125 per share from $1,025 per share as we raise our target multiples given the increased strategic importance of Tesla as a leader in the global EV transition. We maintain our outperform ratings with Tesla to benefit from favorable fundamentals in the coming years as outlined in our recent upgrade. Safe to say, Credit Suisse likes Tesla, reiterating it as outperform and raising that price target to $1,125 per share from $1,000. 000- $25 per share. Now, shifting into a call out of City, downgrading NXP semiconductors to neutral from buy, the firm on the Quote. We are downgrading NXPI from buy to neutral as our margin expansion thesis has played out. Our buy thesis back in February of 2021 was based on an anticipation of superior margin and EPS upside and strength from the automotive end market. So, City downgrading NXP semiconductors to neutral from buy citing that their thesis has played out. Now shifting into a call out of Goldman Sachs downgrading Roblox to neutral from buy. The firm on the say, quote While we view Roblox as pioneering the next generation of gaming companies with its user-generated content and open-universe platform, we expect that tough comps aging up the user base and reinvesting into the developer community as well as R&D talent will continue to dominate the narrative over the near term limiting upside in stock performance we also had jeffries reiterating meta platforms as a buy the went on the say quote in our view that facebook's investments are likely to remain elevated during our period of slowing revenue growth we lower our full year 2023 operating income by seven percent it now expands Back to a low 30% margin in full year 2022-2023. So, Jeffrey's reiterating Meta Platforms as a buy, but lowering their expectations for the company when it comes to revenue growth and margins. Also, Rosenblatt initiated Amazon today as neutral. The firm went on to say, quote, the post-pandemic consumer rotation to services from goods could be long-lived, and Amazon's rivals have upped their retail game considerably with click and brick features consumers like, and Amazon can't match it with its small store footprint. So in essence, Rosenblatt is saying here is that, look, Amazon's seeing heightened competition and therefore we are initiating the company as neutral. We also had Rosenblatt initiating Apple today as a neutral. The firm went on to say, quote, after enjoying a pandemic boost to computer and tablet sales, share gains from better technology and a surprisingly well-received new iPhone cycle last year, Apple is confronting an obstacle that seems hard to overcome. China lockdowns that appear unlikely to fully abate anytime soon. Apple is exposed to both demand and supply, while also facing tepid response to its latest update to the iPhone SE. So in essence, Rosenblatt isn't all too confident in Apple, especially when it comes to the China lockdowns, and therefore, they are initiating the name as neutral. Now, throughout the day today, we also heard from Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta President Raphael Bostic, and he went on to say in relation to inflation and interest rates, quote, this is one reason why I am reluctant to really declare that I want to go a long way beyond our neutral place because that may be more hikes than we are warranted given the economic environment. That's just a sign that we definitely need to be cautious as we move forward. And this was in relation to a question basically asking about the Fed doing harm to the economy. And he was saying here, Really, in summary, that the Federal Reserve needs to be cautious with what they do, because while they do want to slow that inflation and they want to rein that inflation in, at the same time, they don't want to do drastic harm to the U.S. economy and slow growth all too much. Now, on the future of inflation and interest rates, he went on to say, quote, I'm kind of uncomfortable to declare with that much certainty that I know exactly what's going to happen, such that I can tell you exactly how fast or when we should get exactly to neutral or." or even if we should go beyond it. So in essence, what he's saying here is, look, I'm not going to give an exact prediction of what happens with inflation and what actions the Fed makes. The Fed is going to follow the path it believes it should, but I don't have any specifics. Now, in relation to a comment that was made by St. Louis Fed Chief James Bullard about a 75 basis point increase, he went on to say, quote, any action is actually possible, although it's not something that's really on my radar right now so mr Bullard seeing actually some pushback from the fed's Bostic saying that look maybe we don't need that 75 basis point hike so definitely some interesting fed commentary it'll be also be interesting to see what comes out of the next meeting now shifting into our final headline of the day lockheed martin delivering quarterly earnings they delivered an eps of six dollars and 44 cents per share that's down just under one percent from the same time last year But it was way ahead of the street estimate of $6.21 per share. So a solid beat on EPS. They delivered total revenues of $14.96 billion for the quarter. That was down 7.7% year over year and shy of. The estimate of $15.5 billion for the quarter. Now looking ahead, guidance it was repeated for the full year of 2022. Lockheed Martin expects sales of roughly $66 billion and a diluted earnings per share within the range of $26.70 to $27 per share. Now we did get commentary from CEO James Caselet. He went on to say quote. Lockheed Martin had a solid start to the year by delivering margin expansion and free cash flow above our expectations despite recent COVID surge impacts on our operations and supply chain. We remain confident in our guidance for the remainder of the year and our growth outlook beyond. He also went on to say global events this quarter marked a dramatic change in the geopolitical environment and demonstrated the tremendous importance of an effective deterrent to aggression by major nation states and mutual defense among the United States and its allies. So it's safe to say that Lockheed Martin's not doing all too bad, but revenues were a bit light. It'll be a company to pay attention to going forward. Especially in relation to the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, and the global impacts of that conflict. But that is the show today, covering those much important earnings. But in the meantime, go give my boys, go give my friends and team members over at Pounding the Table a listen. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcast and Spotify. Also, please go and give me and my team a listen and follow at Running with the Money anywhere on social media, Facebook and Instagram, or follow me on Twitter at Luke Donet. Easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.